0: Welcome to episode 125. It's our ninth standalone episode of the GTO on 5G. It's brought to you by more insights and strategy. Today, Anshul and I welcome Brandon um, Brenham. He's the Assistant City Manager and Chief Technology Officer for City of Peachtree Corners. Welcome to the podcast, Brandon.
1: Thanks, Will. Thanks, Anshul, for having me.
0: You bet. I hope I didn't butcher your last name. I tend to do that. So (laughs) that
1: that was great.
0: Okay. awesome. Well, hey, you know, so Brandon, I spent time with you and the team, it feels like it was eons ago, um, at the Curiosity Lab, and so, but I'd love it if you could share what the mission and objectives are for your smart city and IoT investigations. And I did write a Forbes article about it, but I, I think our viewers and listeners would love to hear it from you
1: yeah no, thanks, Will. Uh, yeah, so Curiosity Lab is uh, actually an economic development initiative by the city uh, to bring emerging technologies in the smart cities, IOT, smart mobility space to life using public infrastructure. Uh, so the city set out, put an initial investment in the infrastructure in the roads right away to allow companies to come, test, develop, deploy, demonstrate these technologies alongside of the city using public infrastructure where they interact with everyday traffic and visitors and businesses and pedestrians out in the real world. Um, and then all service from a 25,000 square foot innovation center that acts as kind of the operating hub for all the activity that's going on. We did this because um, we wanted to lean on the history of Peace recorders Corners. Uh, we were founded, kind of developed in the late 60s, first technology park in the state of Georgia. Um, rich history of innovation the modem the first modem was actually invented in Peace street corners yeah uh, you shared
0: that i thought that was really interesting i did yeah. yeah
1: um scientific atlanta which is now cisco was founded there so had this great history you know fast forward a few decades before the city incorporated in 2012 some aging of the office park took place and so wanted to reinstill that invigoration of that around us and continue to build upon our community. We're about 45,000 residents, but we're also 45,000 jobs. So our regional job hub and wanted to continue that growth um, and innovation. So started Curiosity Lab.
0: You know, and what I find really, really innovative is that you're not necessarily out to monetize what you're doing. And that's a good segue to, to lead up, I think, to a question that Anshul wants to ask you.
1: Yeah. So as I understand, T-Mobile hasn't been involved dating back to Sprint's involvement, and I was wondering, like, what's their involvement unlocking from a use case and application perspective? Yeah. No. Great question. Yeah, they were one of our founding partners. So back in twenty, way back in twenty nineteen, uh, made the investment to come alongside us uh, to bring the five G network. So we are fortunate. We have all three bands. Of the network, So we've got upper, middle and lower uh, for them to really come together. We've seen everything from, you know, a lot in the intelligent transportation system. So we're doing things like the first uh, preemption of a traffic signal over the 5G network for connected vehicles inside of an autonomous shuttle that we operate in the facility. So thinking about public uh, transportation and its efficiency. Uh, we've put LIDAR, fixed LIDAR, over the 5G network. So really showcasing that bandwidth um, of, of the network. And then we've done some in-building applications over the network. So really getting to see both all the way down to um, their network using sensors and fire hydrants to regulate water pressure. So really you know, getting to showcase all the way from low end to high band where you need really, really fast latency down to you know, almost NB-I-O-T type of scenario
0: yeah hey Brandon let's go a little bit you know deeper on the autonomy piece because that for me when I spent time with you at the lab that really kind of shined and you know autonomy is probably the poster child use case for 5g and I got to spend time with beep if you remember and we you and I got on the shuttle and we were riding around it was quite interesting but I'd, I'd love it if you could share a little bit about that relationship and you know what what you've learned with beep as a result
1: yeah right especially in America, right? Public transportation is mm, okay. I just came back from Spain where it's phenomenal, you know, and then coming back to the States and you're like, man, we are missing a true uh, item here for really moving people around. But a lot of the focus is around last mile, middle mile, Um, The bus systems kind of figured out the longer routes, but that short term um, space where they get off and they still need that last connection. So we've done a lot of work uh, working alongside BEEP, our partner for mobility as a service, uh, using these purpose built autonomous shuttles uh, to really solve that challenge. Um, Been just finished up our last full year of operations with them. Um, and really seeing you know the impact around efficiency of the system along with some of the challenges that uh, an environment like georgia brings where it's not flat where these are traditionally known for operating you know we've got 13 percent grade change we've got curves we've got blind spots um, and so layering in the connected vehicle applications really seeing the benefit in the operations of the system all, you know, using the T-Mobile network for what it's good um, and powerful for to be able to accomplish this, so we're able to put in connected vehicle applications where traditionally you wouldn't. Uh, like we have a crosswalk that is a standalone from a traffic signal, and it's got a light on it, but usually you can't run fiber to it because it's too cost prohibitive. So we we're able to put in a connected vehicle application there, so if a pedestrian pushes that button. It actually sends a message to the shuttle to let them know there's a crossing there. All you know, all backhauled over that over that network, um, and then we're we're starting to see we're expanding that route uh, to really start connecting our downtown core uh, to the innovation center and our hotel systems, where we'll really start to see the ridership demand. Kind of figured out the operational aspect of communicating back of what's happening on the interior of the vehicle. You saw one of the applications we have as we start to think about removing the drivers from these cars, because you don't really need them if we're going autonomous, but you need to know what's going on inside the vehicle. And so we're doing a pilot project with T-Mobile and Microsoft Azure using their AI on the camera analytics, making sure people are buckling their seat belts. And you know what's the overall mood in the vehicle is, are people happy, are they sad, are they a little freaked out? Uh, you know, reporting all that back to the command center. Uh, so using applications like that to really harness and move the future of autonomous shuttles.
0: Well, you know, Atlanta is also famous for its traffic, right? I, <laughs> I, I could say the same for Austin, Texas, because yes. we've so quickly. So can you sort of speak to, like, how these investigations could alleviate that that issue in yeah. just the greater Atlanta area?
1: Yeah. Um, so other other forms that we're using we talked a little bit about the fixed lidar that's on our intersection. Uh, also have Bosch uh, working with them, and all powered over the T-Mobile network, where we're taking video analytics of the environment. So the entire corridor has a camera system as well as the intersection, and then you start to layer these data sets on top of each other. So we know you know that semi is coming through, or the bus is coming through, or cars all that have a different impact on the corridor and the traffic signal itself on their movement through it, the time it takes them to go through a signal. What happens if that car decides to stop in the middle of the intersection and changes the dynamics of the traffic signal uh, so we can feed all of that data back to our central house and start to make real-time adaptive changes to the environment and the signals that we can hopefully start moving traffic more efficiently through the corridor that's the idea, but you need all those different data sets and layers to bring into that. And then you layer on the connected vehicle asset, and we are able to take the Bosch camera that's on the network, detect pedestrians in the crosswalk, convert that to a connected vehicle message, and broadcast it out to any of the oncoming vehicles so they know you know, 200 yards away that there's a pedestrian in that crosswalk. So it raises awareness, safety, security of our vulnerable road users.
0: Yeah, I know. It's, it's super compelling. And boy, you know, if, if, if anything results from all of your investigations there at the Curiosity Lab, if, if you can crack the code on eliminating traffic, I think that would make that would make all of our lives, you know, so much simpler. But I think Anshul's got a final question for you before we wrap up.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Brandon, I was wondering if you had any final thoughts or recommendations for cities or municipalities beginning a smart city journey. Yeah, great question. One that we have a lot of conversation around. Um, And I think what we always come back to, right, is don't try and boil the ocean. It's, you know, focus on where the need of your community is at. We all face similar challenges, right? Whether it's traffic or or operational aspects like picking up trash. Uh, So find that pain point in your city and find the champion that's within there and be okay to fail because what we've learned through this is you're going to fail. You're going to, but fail forward, learn from it, go, you know, make decisions quickly, continue to move and adapt as quickly as possible. And you'll, you'll find the right method to serve those needs inside your community.
0: I think it's sage advice, Brandon, you know, and I spent a lot of time with Cisco as well, and they have a program called country digital acceleration. Guy Dietrich is the executive that leads that. And, um, what what I've learned from Guy is that as they engage, you know, and, and this is a program that's deployed all over the world, you know, one size does not fit all. I mean, a smart city definition is very, very broad, right? And so I think your advice is wise, it's like, determine, you know, your particular pain points, because they're going to vary, right? Yeah, uh, depending on, on where you're at, and then, you know, focus, you know, focus on, you know, driving, you know, the business outcome from that. And I think, you know, what you're doing um, at Peachtree Corners is, it's so innovative, you know, I'm hoping that it gets replicated in other parts of the country as well, certainly, we we need something like it uh, in my hometown of Austin, Texas, so uh, mm-hmm. I'm willing to make the introductions that are necessary, but we've really enjoyed having you, Brandon, on the, on the podcast, and Anshul, why don't you take us home? Absolutely.
1: We hope our viewers and listeners found this week's topics interesting. If anyone out there would like to provide insights for a specific 5G topic for a future podcast, please reach out to us on social media. Will is at Will and Town Tech, and I'm at Anshel Sag. Thanks again to Brandon and Peachtree Corners for joining us today. Thank you.